Hi guys, and welcome back to the show. Today we are joined by the creative team of the film Roy. And by creative team, I mean the writer, director, producer, and actors of the film Roy. They talk all about how to fuel your creativity and, you know, really just get out there and make it happen. We go all over the place talking about creating art and how to push ourselves to the next level of creating. (laughs) So you want to be an it girl? Welcome back to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. Today we are joined by the cast, crew, creation, and (laughs) actors of the film Roy. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Cheers. Cheers. We're drinking. We're drinking. Cheers, Cheers, actually. Yeah, we'll do a real cheers. Clink. 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 Very fun. Eye contact because the sex. Oh, okay, good. Sex doesn't matter. Okay, good. Sex doesn't matter? You don't believe in that? Yeah, love that. All right, so (laughs) tell us who you are, what you do. Oh. Yeah, introduce yourself. I think you should start. <laughs> okay. My name is Vincent Alves. I am a actor, writer, director. I produce stuff, and that's who I am and what I do, I guess you could say. Love it. Yeah. I am Charlotte, Charlotte Tashin. I do a lot of those things as well. Not so much writing. A lot of voiceover, martial arts stuff as well, action, filming, producing, if it helps, you know. Yeah, that's me. Oh, God, you guys are saying so much of what I think I try to explain on this podcast is like being an actor really means, <laughs> oh, I'm going to do everything yeah, in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Now, Wait. Sure. So like, let's get in. That's what happened with this film. Yeah. With Roy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, with Roy, it's, it's a weird story because it was in the pandemic. So it's a little bit different than normal would have normally been, I think. So there were more, I'll call them opportunities Good. to wear a lot of hats. But yeah, that's, that's essentially what happened with mm. it. I mean, at the end of the day, like, depending on where you're at with your career, if you're an actor, if you're a director, if you're a writer or producer, you're going to have to get up off of your ass and try to do something for yourself. If the ball isn't already rolling through, you know, some outside circumstance or situation. So that's, I, I feel like everybody is dealing with that right now. Totally. Right? So for both of you, I want to go mm-hmm. a little back. Yeah. When did you want to become an actor? Like, Ooh. actually, why? Not like the, you know, the great, like, puff one. I'll go first. Oh. I wanted to be famous. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, I know it's, like, shallow to say. Though. Yeah, but it's honest. That's, super That's honest. the truth. That's the That's truth. Great. Like, I wanted to be famous at, you know, 12. I yeah. heard that, what's his name? The guy who plays Anakin in episode one of Star Wars. Hayden Christensen. Wow, the fact that you knew that. No. Was- no, that's, that's him when he's older. Isn't that his I don't fucking wife? know. Uh-oh. Whatever. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, that guy. The guy who plays Anakin. Yeah. I was like, he's 12. By the time I'm 12, I'm going to be famous and I'm going to be an actor. That's what I told myself. Wait, oh, the how old were kid. you? I was young. Probably kindergarten or first grade. Oh, my God. So, like, obviously, very superficial, surface level. Things have changed. But that's wow, what got me into it. That's crazy. So, I want to hear yours. And I wanted to be as honest as that. <laughs> Okay, I'll start. I am quite the opposite of all of that. I never wanted to be the girl to be, um, I don't know, singer, actress, model. I was very, I always thought of myself as something different, but then it kept coming up for me. I was doing theater in, I think I was maybe 10, 11, 12. Then I got into acting classes, private acting classes. Really loved it. I was always judging the girl that wanted to be an actor or was, I mean, I was doing acting classes. So I was an actor, I guess, too. But anyway, so it took me years and years and years. Um, at 18, the two coaches that I was working with, they encouraged me to audition for state drama schools in Germany where I grew up, um, mm-hmm. or in German speaking countries. It could be Switzerland or Austria. And that's kind of the way to be an actor. If you're, if you don't have a degree from a certain state drama school, you're kind of not an, actor, mm. which is weird, but that's still kind of the way it works. Mm-hmm. If you want to find, get an agent, that's, that's your calling card. So I kind of did that more or less, but I also started studying something completely different at the same time. Cause I was like, I can't have this be my only thing. I need to, you know, do something with my life. And so I studied economics. I have a degree in economics and still didn't forget about it. Then I just moved to America. Love it. Wow. Yeah. And did you move right to LA? Yeah. Straight to LA. Wow. We're going to get into that one. <laughs> and for you, Vincent, 
Well, Vincent, I, do you I like know. that I just I called you like Vincent? I do like that. My mom will really appreciate okay. that you call me Vincent, so that's great. All right, Vincent. Um, yeah. <laughs> where I grew up in Miami, it was not really like an option. I don't know anybody that in from where I'm from ever had a goal or like an aspiration mm. to become an actor, to do anything like that. But I do remember from a really, really, really young age, uh, and I guess this may be a little bit more directorial, to be honest, but having these like situations play out in my head and almost see the way that the story could have unfolded, like whether it's a situation, I did martial arts since I was three also. So like whether it's situations with that or like, I love Jean-Claude Van Damme and like having these different, like, I don't want to call them fantasies cause that's definitely not what they were, but um, you know, like different dreams about, you know, being Doing a part of that stuff, totally. but I didn't even know what it was. Cause I didn't, mm. I, nobody ever told me that what I saw on screen was something that we had access to be able to do or that they weren't the person, the person, right? Yeah. Like I all, I, I don't remember when like that separation happened and I don't think I saw a play until I was 18, 19. Wow. It just wasn't a part of yeah, that's very my community at all. It was all it's sports and martial arts mm. and like that type of stuff. It was a, I mean, it's a part of Miami that, it's just not a culturally well-rounded part mm-hmm. of the country. So I think for me, it backdoored into acting. I started dancing actually at first. I was doing, I was break dancing and like pop locking and doing all that type of stuff. Cause it was an easy transition from martial too. arts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I got like the performance bug, mm. but I had a really big problem with my voice because of some really fucked up traumatic <laughs> event, <laughs> event I had when I was uh, in middle school. Uh-huh. And we can get into that if you want to. But that, <laughs> Wait, that yeah, was I'm a curious. Really fuck, you want to, so, all right, I guess <laughs> tangent. I'll, I'll yeah, tangent. We're going to make a left turn. When I was in seventh grade, we had these school dances uh-huh. and there was a DJ that would come in from the local like hip hop radio station and the kids would get out of class for like fourth and fifth and sixth period. So half the day we'd go to the auditorium or not the auditorium, the, uh, the indoor gym, um, basketball courts Mm -hmm. and there'd be huge speakers set up and all of these like 10, 11, 12 year olds grinding on each other. And like, it was, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I really, I think I went to the same dance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and we'd have these circles that would break out with break dancing and all this Wait, crazy so stuff. So, how right? does your voice get hurt? So, <laughs> at the end of the dance, mm-hmm. the DJ splits the room and asks guys, like all the dudes in the auditorium, who wants to get up and like serenade oh, the girls. No. So, it's a hot mic and I'm like, I want to do it. And they picked all these other guys. And then at the end, the very last one, uh, he's like, okay, we have time for one more. And he picked me. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize this. All the other kids didn't actually sing because the DJ would just grab them and like put them in front of a girl and they'd just dance and then the, the whole room would go crazy. And, sure, sure. Yeah. So, so you. <laughs> I get my favorite song at the time put on, which was Usher, You Got It Bad, which is oh, still Great song. an amazing song. And I get the mic and I start singing it and the entire gym started booing and like cheering and like really, really bad. Uh-huh. And he would, he was laughing at me and putting me in front of a girl. And I remember like, I remember their faces, like this is 25 years later, probably. And I still remember their faces being like, Ew, get away. Oh, you know what I mean? When I'm like no. trying to sing to them and I'm like shattered inside. And my voice, I think like I've been super self-conscious about my voice since then. Not to mention before that. Sure. I had to go to like a speech impediment because oh I was gosh. like a little like, I, yeah. I was like, twee, can you, mommy, can I do, I want to say the word twee and I couldn't yeah. say three. Oh, three. That's what you're trying yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, yeah, exactly. So I had a speech impediment and then I had that happen. So that was your wannabe at girl confession. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so anyway, the outlet for performing was never going to be anything that had anything to do to with voice. my voice. Got it. So because of the martial arts and I was dancing, Dance. that's what it started to be. And then later on, when I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and I was at a, kind of a low point, it was always in the back of my head. And there's another really long story that we're, this will be the longest podcast you ever do if I <laughs> tell it. But um, at the end of the day, I just decided, I think it was in 2010 when I was teaching at my brother's karate school mm-hmm. that this is what I wanted to do instead. 
I love that. Yeah. So let's talk about the move to LA. We talk about the people moving to LA a lot on this podcast. You know, I kind of like to really get into the debunking of like ALA, B being in the entertainment is not glamorous. Um, so tell us about both your moves here. I had finished my degree and I was ready to go do the theater program in Vienna for a year, really prestigious mm -hmm. theater school. And I was on the wait list and then a girl dropped out. And during the audition process, we knew it was going to be me or her and she dropped out. So I was like, it's going to be me. So mm -hmm. I'm going to move to Vienna and do this theater thing. Great. Of course, it didn't happen because somebody else was taken who I think didn't audition. I think she was the daughter of somebody. Long story short, I was like, they suck. And then there was Good. this guy in Germany and he sucked because... I don't know. He just couldn't get it. I mean, he just couldn't get it together. I was really in love with him and she oh. was just not going for it. And I was like, screw you, all of you. I'm just moving to America. So I literally just packed two bags, two sent, bags. sent a couple of boxes over and I moved here without a visa. So wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I didn't know that. Wow. I, but you do have to. I mean, I had come to LA before. Right. My father had started spending time here, but he didn't live here until I was maybe started living here part-time until I was maybe 14, 15. Mm -hmm. So anyways, it was a place I would, I, I've known, You've but I've known. never had my own friends here or I wouldn't spend more than a couple of weeks and I would spend time with family here. Right. And so then I just, I was like, I'm going to just try it out for a year. Totally. Moved here uh, with my bags, stayed for, I think a week or two with my, with my, my dad and my stepmom. And then I was looking for an apartment and I saw an ad on Craigslist. Somebody had told me about Craigslist. <laughs> and the place that I ended up moving into um, had a really cute fireplace, a mid-century fireplace. And so I showed up there on a Sunday night with my dad and my stepmom to the appointment. Good. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. And, don't go alone. And, and yeah. so I had two great roommates. One of them ended up being my boyfriend. And here we are. Wow. And what was it like moving to LA from Germany, right? Was it like everything you thought the walk uh, of fame would be? <laughs> well, I had I had like fame. seen seen the city before. Mm -hmm. I had spent three months when I was 18, I had spent here. Um, so I had some experience of it. I just remember really having to get used to having to get used to like American culture in general mm. and like pleasantries and chit chat, small talk <laughs> and like, you know. Is that not a German thing? To, like, no, it's not. Talk? Well, that's funny because huh. I would, I, some people would say that California doesn't really have that. Yeah. And so the fact that even. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 I never lived anywhere else in the States. I'm so it's. Yeah. I mean, Miami I doesn't really have that either. But, yeah. 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 But like people would no, say. It's weird. Yeah. Like now when I go back to Germany and I you would ask somebody at the at the store, like how they're doing, they would like what? look at you weird. <laughs> it does. It, it is changing over the years. It's sure. like becoming more and more, I think, I don't know, Americanized in that way. There's more and more customer service, but. Yeah, that's it was, so it, funny. those were the biggest culture shocks for sure. I would okay. talk to people at a party and I was really into the conversation and, 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 and you just realize like it's just chit chat and they're not actually wanting to like talk to you. For that's party. a big part of LA. <laughs> yeah, but it's so yeah. what, cause I was just telling you this the other day about, so when we had our event for Roy. Right. Which was a screening right, for everyone who does Yeah, know. We did a screening for a film that we, that we did and. I knew everybody, so right. it was really easy for me. Like, I just stood totally. there and people just bombarded me. But then I, like, specifically noticed how good she was mm -hmm. at going up to people and making small talk and, like, doing that. So, like, this well, story when, is... when it's not your culture, when it's not yeah. your language, you have to kind of, like, like there's extra in. sort of... Huh. Yeah. But also, I remember right before having uh, moved to America, I had... Moved. I had lived in like three different countries with three different languages. I didn't know oh. within like three, four years. So I like just felt invincible. I was like, I can move oh, anywhere, yeah. do anything. That's dope, though. That is yeah. dope. And then yeah. I got stuck here. Whoa. <laughs> is there regret about yeah. that? No, no, okay. I'm very happy here. And when, Vinny, what about for Vincent? Sorry, no, no, mom. No, no, it's fine. Mom, Vinny? she knows what's. What about you? What was it like to move to LA? LA moving to LA was. Uh, it was a huge thing. I never thought I would, I remember thinking when I was 20, 21, 22, 23, that I would never not live in Miami. Okay. I loved Miami. So 
Man, have you been to Miami? Yeah, you have. have. I know. Yeah, (laughs) that's I guess where the lab comes from. Like, have a conversation about that that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was that guy. I was a very, very different guy in my early Mm twenties. So, and I didn't do this. Like, I was. I had a marketing company. Um, so it was a completely different. Um, type of human being, I feel like in my early twenties. So it wasn't an idea at all to move out here. So I started acting, um, and it kind of started quickly for me in Miami. I got an agent. I, I actually in Miami, the whole agent manager thing is very different than LA. You're encouraged to get multiple to mm-hmm. representation from or representation from multiple. I agents. feel like that comes from the modeling influence. Yeah, that probably. They probably have there. Yeah, it's that, and I'm not really sure what. Yeah, very different. Because I know the agents here. don't like that. Yeah. But they also can't really fight back. Um, yeah. For some reason, they they don't have because that's uh, not like it exclusivity that and here like that at all. No, yeah. no, here it's like you have an agent and it's one company. Yeah, and if anything, you have multiple companies representing for different things like regions, yeah, commercial that too, or for different regions, regions or whatever. Yeah. But in Miami, I was across the board rep, so that means uh, rep for theatrical, commercial, and modeling mm-hmm. with three different oh, wow. agencies. Yeah, that's crazy, and so. Whoever would send me an audition first in my inbox would be the one that I would go to the audition because I would get the same audition three, four times and have to tell the other agent, sorry. Blah, 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 not at first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Too slow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I already got it from X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. and that's it. So anyway, maybe that has to do with why things went a little bit faster there mm-hmm. because there was a competitiveness between the agencies to get their clients out quickly. So I started working pretty consistently doing commercials and then I ended up booking, um, at first I was just a stand-in on Charlie's Angels, which was a sh- TV show on ABC. Well, it was obviously everybody knows the movies, but it was a TV show as well on ABC that Drew Barrymore produced. Mm-hmm. So for the pilot, I was a stand-in. And then when they brought me back for the season, which that's its own story that can probably be pretty informative for people. Um, but when I did come back, I came back as the voice of the, of Charlie, the speaker mm-hmm. box on set um, for the, the other voice. actors. Yeah, yeah, the voice. Oh, yeah, exactly. We, we Close your eyes, guys. This yeah. is Charlie. Um, so I did that for like nine episodes until the season was canceled. Mm-hmm. And on that show, I met a girl who ended up becoming my girlfriend, and she had plans to move to L.A., that, oh, so it wasn't even your idea. So it wasn't really my idea, <laughs> but she really wanted to move to LA and mm-hmm. we were in a very serious and committed relationship. And at the same time, I had basically done it. everything I could do in Miami. There's not really a whole lot of opportunities. There's only a couple TV shows that shoot there a year. And if you book them and you're on them, then you have to wait for the next feature that comes through. Mm-hmm. And that some years there's nothing, other years there's a lot. So, and even though they do shoot there, they almost never book, uh, anything mm. through the Miami agencies for anything market. above five lines, right. right? It's all cast out of LA anyway. Totally. So I guess it was kind of percolating in the back of my head once the season was wrapping up with Charlie's Angels that maybe I should move on. But to be fair, she definitely had like a huge influence on that. And I don't think I would have moved out here. Oh, wow. Had she, I mean, maybe eventually, yeah. but th- I don't think I would have moved out here when I did. Unless, you know, I was in that relationship. And then when I moved out here. Were you culture shocked? I mean, not culture shocked, but I'd never been to LA. So Mm. I remember like waking, she was, she drove the last like two hour leg in. Mm -hmm. And I remember waking up and we're, now I know where we're on the 134 driving through Pasadena Mm -hmm. and being shocked that there were mountains. Oh. (laughs) I was like, what the What the fuck? Because Miami, there's no mountains. And in my mind, I've seen Entourage and I always see just like the streets and like flat. Yeah. And I'm like, that's LA. You never heard of the hills? I didn't even put two and two together. <laughs> never, like, like, know, right? never, <laughs> never thought that. Yeah, I'm not the brightest bulb in the closet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just joshing you. Not, yeah, but um, I was really shocked when I woke up. I was like, holy shit, there's like mountains and like a whole valley thing. Right. Oh, the valley. Oh, yeah, man, there man, you like, go. <laughs> yeah, That's was, funny. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. But um, 
but I, I guess the the big shock of it wasn't so much like the culture it was the landscape and and that there were so many different like you could go to the beach one day and then go to a mountain the next day and mm-hmm. we'd I'd never been on a hike before so the first hike that I I know thank you I know I'm not so like cultured and whatever you know? uh, I'm not saying know, there's know, hikes that. in Germany like that it's, but it was there a new probably thing. are so I remember the first Runyon Canyon hike I had it's a thing it's a thing right it's a thing it's a thing I still haven't done the, the Runyon first Canyon hike yeah I was in Topanga and there were like I've deer everywhere and that was like I'm in I don't know what the fuck Where planet I am no like, I know Topanga's like deer. different yeah yeah um the, i think the the shock for me was more so um that i was in a situation financially that i'd never been in because i landed in la i think i had uh, between the two of us i think we had 126 dollars i think oh is the number we had. yeah <laughs> and she didn't have a job mm-hmm. that was consistent she was doing like promotional work for at auto shows. Yeah. And the job that I transferred with was at a restaurant uh-huh. and I couldn't work at that restaurant for like a week. They told me so like we literally went to McDonald's wow. dollar menu, asked them if we could have like their little McDonald's cups for like our, you know, cups and forks sure. and that. And like we did that for, it was, that was the shocking part. That so is- like, yeah. My brother sent out like a whole China set then wow. like a couple of weeks later and half of it broke in the mail. <gasps> no. It was, yeah. So that was like the shock is like learning how to, yeah, how to try to pursue something in a very serious way and then come home and, and the apartment was the size of this room, which is, right. this is a huge room. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just, it, we had a little tiny studio right. and no money and. I think people don't talk yeah. about it enough. Yeah, that, that was crazy. That was you, a really, really hard situation. Right. You go out to trace dreams in LA and like, like people like kind of don't mention that you need like some money to get started. Yeah. It's, it's a tough city and it's expensive really, really fast. Yeah. But then people stick it out because you're chasing dreams. Yeah. yeah. And was that worth it? I mean, now looking back? Yeah. No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely was. No, 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 it was. No, <laughs> not at all. I would, don't move here. Don't move actually, here. Actually, don't. We don't need any no, more actually, competition. No, actually, we really don't need yeah, any yeah. more competition. I don't want to see all. a single brunette stay in my in category. Utah, yeah. Sam, stay, stay in home. Utah. I always say, um, like Sam, or uh, I've heard Mary in Mon- uh, Mississippi. That Ma- Mary in Mississippi, Mary stay Mississippi, home. Yeah, yeah. Stay yeah. home, honey. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't need it's you. Not gonna and the other thing is, like, you are... You do have that whole thing of like the big fish in the little pond. Mm-hmm. So you move out here feel at least I did like feeling like I was booking oh. constantly booking yep. shit in Miami and it felt difficult there because I would go to a casting in in Miami and there's the, my the people who I was going up against were like 6 foot 4 Colombian dark skinned I'm not gay but I'd be like I'd fuck you bro like you're so hot like, she, <laughs> right. like you know what I mean just like perfect and they're just like yeah just like specimens across the board yeah. and I'd show up and I feel like I was doing well because Cassie would be like oh cool like we can give it to somebody who looks normal mm-hmm. and not you know what I mean like have, have the pool boy always look like you know, Ken. Mama is gonna fantasy? definitely have yeah. a fantasy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Like, Ken. Well, they're not even Ken doll. They're like Pablo dolls. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure, <laughs> sure. Like, like valid. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then coming out here, and it's like, oh no, I get it. So like, the rest of the country looks a little bit more like me, mm-hmm. but even better. Yeah. And there's a lot of talented people out here as well. Yeah. So it's it's tough. It's definitely yeah. Tough. I call it the varsity complex. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get you. That. I don't know if in sp- in sports in Germany yeah, do they call var- like the top <laughs> team varsity? Well, not in German. Okay, I mean that's I not the know. word for it. Yeah, yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, like the varsity <laughs> complex, big yeah. fish, small yeah. pond, yeah. varsity, varsity yeah, you're player. Like the best on your high school right. team in the you're worst the best on your in a JV team, town. Is, you are. You're yeah. the best yeah. in a JV town, and then you yeah. move to a very not even varsity, but like NFL yeah. NFL level. Yeah town and you're like kind of like a yeah. a benched varsity player. Yeah, and yeah. What's and worse there's a lot of them. In Miami, mm-hmm. I felt like Miami was mm. NFL. Right. The ego stuff is NFL. associates with Miami is very real. Yes. Um so like when I came out here, I was like, yeah, I, this is I'm going to I've never had therapy before, but I should start. 
<laughs> yeah, like I still haven't started, which is maybe why. You know, it's a good thing I'm about it. <laughs> yeah. So, so now that we got how you guys got here, let's talk yeah. a little bit about the film. Okay. Okay. Cool. Want to tell us about what Roy is about? Yeah. Yeah, Charlotte. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Roy is about Roy. Yeah. Um. Okay. I don't want to give away the story that you've created and written, but I had known Vinny. Vincent, Vinny. No, no. I actually have you saved in my phone as Vincent. So sometimes I try to type in Vinny and then it doesn't direct me there because it's Vincent. I think I have the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. So you're Vincent. Mm -hmm. So Vincent and I were in an action. Do you guys like, hold on a second, pause really quick. Put a pin in that one. Put a pin in that. When you say, like, is it, I feel like people have a hard time saying Vincent. You know what I mean? No, like, no, no, because nobody. That's just in your head. Nobody, no, <laughs> that's you. Nobody I'm sorry. Ever no, to go to no it's just like more, more formal. Yeah, it's just it's more a very. That's what I mean. It's, yeah. it's a very formal sound. Very name. formal. Yeah, it's like calling somebody Benjamin. Like, yeah, no, Ben. Yeah, and it's just no, you Ben. Just say ben. You just say, you ben. say Ben. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's like Benjamin Button. Yeah. I anyway, Roy is a good disagree. movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, no, you anyways, met Vincent. So I met Vincent in class. Oh, God. And okay. I got a phone call. I think I was in Germany at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, well, that's cool. You're reaching out. And you know how Vincent works on his, you know, makes his own stuff and writes and directs. Really? And so, yeah, she I is. I didn't know that. You were, she was talking about it in class. That's nice. That's she, she likes you a lot, I think. I love Kat. Catelyn, I love you. So, She's the um, best. So yeah, so he he called me and you know, it feels great to have totally. somebody call you who you haven't really met, I guess. I don't think we'd spoken. Yeah, to be we honest. hadn't really spoken. So So you wait, you didn't even know each other? No, no, we were in class together, but But there the class is right. very like let's go to the point and like yeah. let's okay. not talk basically. Totally. That's yeah. the class. So if you're not seeing partners, you're not working together. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Yeah. And so anyways, long story short, he hits me up and I read the script and I'm really confused, but I'm like, this is really cool. I don't know where he's going with this, but sounds really cool. And then he had me, now you have to describe what it is that the film's about because, um, I'm still confused now. <laughs> not the case. <laughs> I mean, so hold on. First of all, when I called her, it wasn't like we, I, we knew each other. Obviously, yeah. like we went to class together. We didn't really, I don't think we spoke. In class, though. No, I, I didn't have your, like, your phone number. Yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know how I... Oh, I might have emailed, emailed you. Emailed him. Um, so, yeah, it was just, you know, obviously when we were in class, the work that she did, mm-hmm. stuck. it stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The same. W- <laughs> the obligatory same. Dito. Um, <laughs> um, so, anyway, the way that Roy came about in truth was... I was brought into a project of a friend of mine, Goya, uh, mm-hmm. which you know Goya. Mm-hmm. He's also, he was in that class as well, well in and out of that class. Uh, but he's one of my best friends and we've worked together on a bunch of stuff. We've done events. Um, we have, well, it's his event now, but we had an event called Paint the Mic Together that was uh, an incredible event. So he's an amazing actor. He works a lot. Um, and he's also an incredible poet. And he does a lot of spoken word stuff. And so this was, I want to say, uh, August 2020. And at that time, we're very, it was coming right off of the George Floyd, uh, situation. And he did a piece and wanted to make a video. Mm. So he had all of the ideas for this video and wanted to run them by me and just get my opinion. And then I kind of got a little bit, pa- a lot passionate about the particular piece that he was doing and offered to help him in whatever way that I could to be on set with him while he's shooting and help. And it kind of slowly snowballed into like literally at the end of the process, him, like we go to dinner. He was like, I think I'm just going to say that you were the director of this. Mm -hmm. So when we were cutting that together, um, the cinematographer was is also a good friend of ours who I'd worked with before and we we're talking about like we, we need to start like doing something and we're coming out of this pandemic and I really want to work together and we're still in it by the way. Yeah exactly turns That's out how we, we were so out out we were of it. Very, yeah. yeah exactly. Um but I was also at the time watching um a show on HBO called I'll Be Gone in the Dark, 
which was about the Golden State Killer. And um, I believe her name is Michelle McNamara, who was a investigative journalist, but also a true crime or maybe first a true crime writer mm-hmm. who had investigative journalism skills. Um, so anyway, we were just talking about doing something and I have been watching this documentary. And while we were doing this edit, I was like, I have an idea about this guy who lives out these fantasies before he does anything or while he's doing what his deeds are, Mm -hmm. these like very horrific and evil deeds. Um, So maybe I'll explore what that is because it was a fascinating part of the documentary of this guy living out these really gross and dark fantasies Mm -hmm. in the process of him raping and murdering countless people up and down the coast of California. Right. Famously. Yeah, very famously. And I feel like he just... I don't feel like I, I know that he he got away with it for years, ever, like years and years. I think yeah. he was just apprehended in like 2016 or 2017. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. It was very recent. And it was very random. It yeah, was. It was. It, it had everything to do with the. Um, DNA the, testing. The, 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 the genealogy. Like of his uh, like, cousin. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they. Oh, yeah. With the. Um, like you the DNA say, testing. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the, yeah. What is it called? Like, like Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com and that right. type of stuff. So they traced. Things back right. through that. So got away with it forever. He got away with it forever. He was an old man. He was like in his eighties, yeah, I think. He's like when in his eighties, yeah. Yeah. So, so that was I, kind of the inspiration for it. And I took a lot of pieces mm-hmm. from it. And at the beginning, I was thinking of just doing that story mm-hmm. or finding like a little slice, slice of life of that and doing it. But I wanted a little bit more freedom with the character and the behavior and being able to explore some different things. So I just pulled um, very specific events from it. So anyway, um, that's kind of how it got started. Mm-hmm. And then once I wrote the script and sent it to that cinematographer, mm-hmm. um, he was already working on other things. And so then I sent it to actually Dave, which we've worked together. Mm-hmm. On uh, our part, yeah, we yeah, did things. Good times. Yeah, good times. The, oh, I call, I watch the bar it. film. Yeah, and the bar film. We, I call mm. it my, my Gossip Girl episode. It is, it is <laughs> like a Gossip Girl episode. <laughs> I don't know if it's really like no, a, no, no, but, but it's, like, yeah, it's in, not, in the style of. It's in the style yeah, of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, and Most, Courtney's in it as well. Yeah. Which is Courtney Racky. Big shot. We love Courtney Racky. Yeah, we love Courtney Racky. Um, so yes, I reached out to Dave. He was very excited about shooting and doing anything because we were sliding back into the pandemic in right. a very, very real uh, way. Um, and I remembered her work from class and after I'd written it and was trying to think of who I could reach out to. I honestly didn't think you would do it to be. Why yeah. do you think she wouldn't do it? My idea of who she was, uh-huh. <laughs> I thought they would be like a get. Do you know what I mean? I thought it would be like <laughs> that she wouldn't trust me enough with that material. Right. And what is it about and, the material that's yeah, like that? And also that not just that she wouldn't trust me with the material, but I did have like in the back of my mind this like anxiety and fear that that I'm so happy you're going there. Keep going. Yeah, that yeah. if I send this to any woman, yep. they're going to think I wrote it. <laughs> For the wrong reasons, right. to explore the wrong things in very un- like selfish and kind of gross ways. Right. And so I was kind of hoping that because we were in class together and she'd seen me do some work and, you know. I, it's a I, delicate I, line. I, I very much hope. I was very reluctant. Yeah. And didn't really know what I was going to do had she said no. Right. See, I'm yeah. really curious about that. And I'm really glad you went there because yeah. I was going to go there and bring good, it up. Good, good. Because like it's a very particularly now it should have always been, but it's particularly now a very tricky line. Anytime anything even slightly sexual appears on screen, it's. Yeah. I mean, I I we had this conversation not too long ago where I had to where I told her like I I wanted to like reiterate that I didn't cast her. Because of like this, an attraction or because of that it had everything to do with her work and 
the way that she worked mm-hmm. and the quality of her work mm-hmm. and the process that I knew that she was going to bring to the table um, in terms of how she would work on the character. And that had everything to do with why I reached out to her because at least for me, I'm very self-conscious when it's this kind of subject matter, right? you know, that you reach out to a woman and, you know, the perception could be, oh, well, Number one, he's weird and that's a creepy, this is a creepy story. And why did you think of me for this? Yeah. And then what are the, are, are there any other, um, motives mm-hmm. behind sending me this? Sure, sure. So, yeah. I'm, and what anyway. was that like for um, you? Well, I, as I, as I truly said, I was impressed with his work and, and I'm also impressed with people just for whatever reason, I have a particular appreciation for writers and people that can bring, that characters to a page and I, I I'm having a really hard time with it. Um, so even though I didn't fully understand where he was going with it, I mm-hmm. could tell it had, it had so much depth to it and I knew the way he was working. So for me, that was never really as long, as long as I felt like I had something to, I knew I had to create, there was a lot of freedom to create something. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done it. It would, it's not one of those things where you just like show up and like show up for the day and just like wing it. Like, right. That's phone it the in. Way, yeah. It's just not the way I usually like, it's not my strong suit. I'm kind of like anyways, like I'm kind of, I kind of really suck or like I can be good if I really prepare is, is the way I think of my work. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, but if I don't, if I don't prepare, I, mm. I really do suck. I feel that way or it doesn't, sure. it doesn't make it fun. Skating so anyways, and, yeah. and we had yeah. this opportunity of working on it really like together. So, and, and, and making it interesting for me, a, a character is always about like, what is it that you want to explore? Right. Mm. And so that was a really collaborative process. Um, and no, it wasn't like it, it, the sexuality part was not something I was thinking about. I mean, it's like, it was not like I was just like laying down on a couch in a bikini. You right. Know? Like it's for it's, sure. There was like, we cut that scene before I send it. It to was, her. Oh, it good. was actually <laughs> completely naked first, but then we had to <laughs> full frontal nudity. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're joking. <laughs> we're joking. Yeah, we're, yeah, joking. Yeah, we're joking. But yeah. I'm telling for every person who doesn't do that, there is somebody who has that in the script. Yeah. 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 And you know, I've, I've read those script and it's like, I'm not, I, I'm a really, I don't know. I have no, personally, I have no problems being naked, but like, does it, does it, serve? Is, is it necessary? Is it necessary right. to right. serve the script, the story, anything? It's totally. Not, definitely not. Right. And exactly. It's not in the right environment, you know? So. Yeah. It was a, it, it, as far as like the script goes and before I sent it to Charlotte, um, I remember sitting and writing it and, you know, there's a part in the film where Roy, who I also play, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you don't, you play Roy, you wrote the script, you produced it and I directed it and you directed and put, yeah. got the funds together. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, but just, I did. Just yeah. Yeah. That. No, I did. I did. I did. But, um, the, the, what I was going to say is that, when I was writing it, um, I remember being very kind of lost because there was a, a point in the script where this fantasy is getting played out, which is still very obscure. And um, I wanted to do it from a place of where the audience wouldn't really know what's going on mm-hmm. and definitely wouldn't know that we're in a fantasy um, of Roy's. Sure. And, you know, I knew the material I was drawing it out from which is a mm-hmm. and that the activity that he did was that was great and i had a hard time kind of like deciding am i going like do i want to sh- like shoot a scene and then what will that serve right and why like it feels gratuitous and 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 not to diminish anybody who's gone through that experience because that's definitely not what i'm trying to um, what I'm saying, I'm just saying that for the, for the purposes of this film and, the, and what I wanted the story to mean, mm-hmm. Doesn't how need do to be we there. best portray that kind of interaction, which right. is the really the nicest way you can possibly say it. Um, so that whole fantasy dance sequence, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm glad that 
that like made its way into it. Um, because to be honest, I don't know how I would have sent it out right to a woman, right? Like if, if that dance thing wasn't a, wasn't that and it was like a sexual performance. I feel like that would have the changes like the whole complexion. Anyway, I guess the the way the what I'm trying to say is that when when we're working on projects that are independent mm-hmm. and where we're gonna dive into like our community of people and we all want to do something that's gonna be really, really beneficial for everybody that's involved, then it deserves the kind of attention um and exploration from the very, very beginning when you're writing it so that you're not kind of falling into the trap of being gratuitous for no reason. Right. Shock value. Having something be shock for, you know, shock for shock value. And that there is really beautiful ways to explore Mm -hmm. material that doesn't have to be on the nose that Uh, you don't have to show. I love that. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So yeah, I think that, I mean, I get, especially since Roy, I've had a lot of people send me things, which mm-hmm. I've been, it's very nice and it's been a really cool experience to have people send me their material mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of want me to get involved in one way or another. Um, but I would just say that the majority of stuff that I get is very underexplored, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, and right. diving a little bit deeper seems like a difficult thing for people. And yeah. Yeah. I just really love that because I think, so much of being new, I don't even want to use the word new, but like entering into different levels of experience in the industry, like can feel like, oh, well, you know, they, they would have a sex scene here or like, oh, this would happen this way here. And it's like, wait, no, how can we double up on that and like explore yeah. in a different way? Because, yeah. you know, it has become, in my opinion, sometimes so much just shock value. And then, you know, I'll use another example of like, I look at like, then I look at euphoria where it's like, there's a lot of nudity, but like they're doing it like very real, Yeah, you know? And I think about Margaret Robbie and Wolf of Wall Street, she's completely frontal nude, but like sure. it serves the script. Yeah. This person's power comes from their sexuality. So it's like, I just hope that, you know, everybody who's going into creating film, like looks at it from like, what's the purpose, you know, not just like, oh, this should go in a film. So let's put it in. And I love what you're saying about exploring, like how, like the dance is like, we get it, but we don't need to be like, yeah, I mean, it's a fantasy, you know, (laughs) at the end of the day, I feel like the easy, the first choice and the first idea that you have, Mm -hmm. you should honor it and you should have it there and it should be something that gets considered. But at the same time, it usually is just like the the very beginning of a slope that can dive you into something mm-hmm. that if you have the discipline and the courage to be able to put the project on pause, mm-hmm. not send it out because that's the thing. We get like really, really excited about this new thing that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I know I want to send it to this person, that person, that person. I've been talking about a little bit. And I want sure. to get it to them. And, and there's an ego attached to that because I want the recognition and the gratification of like having people reading it and then coming back and telling totally. me what they think and all that stuff. Um, but if you can like put that aside for just a second and then put a pin in that first idea and look at the first idea as a springboard to the direction that you know, you, you can start to explore because it could have been very easily like, this is this guy's fantasy. Mm -hmm. So in his fantasy, he probably has the wildest, most passionate sex. And the girl is probably all for it. And he doesn't have to force her and he doesn't have to do any of that stuff. And that first idea, it's like, okay, I get that. But then what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And why does he have that? And I think exploring that a little bit deeper is how we got to what we did. And I think a lot of people can be better served and the projects will be better served by really like diving in. Yeah. You know, I 1000% agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. And I think it's just all more push for push your, push yourself, push your creativity. And that being said, what did it feel like for both of you to be acting as these, these people? Kind of, as I said before, I, for me, there, I need to have, fun, especially when you do these things among friends and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you do these for the creativity. So you want to make sure, I want to make sure when I do something like this, that is not for money, that's not for mm-hmm. whatever, that there's, there's a hook in into a character and an exploration. Mm-hmm. And if there's not, then 
it's kind of why are you doing it? And right. so, so we had done part of that work leading up to it so that by the time we were shooting, it just is like, that's the sort of like, it, it, it was, it, it's very easy, no? The whole yeah, it was. Shoot. By the time we got to it, yeah. By the time we, yeah, no, not first. Yeah. The thing is, I just showed up. But yeah. No, no, I know what you mean. I know what you're you saying. know, but like, I, I think that's ideally a way to work. It's not always the way it's going to end up on set, but mm-hmm. if yeah. you do these things among friends, um, with other collaborators, I think for me personally, that's the best way to show up, um, prepared yeah. and then ready to just, you know, throw it, throw it away. Love it. It was cool. I mean, I think. You know, part of the reason I was really, really excited about her saying yes and being able to start working on it with her is because I knew that I was going to want to go through a rehearsal process um, that, you know, selfishly would alleviate some of the um, risk that I would have potentially on set working with all the different hats on. So if I could. Well, and there's you know one I mean? thing like, yeah, I think just, you know, to say for whoever's listening, like I think people don't realize like there's no time to work that out on the day. Like there's no time. Yeah. It's hard. You know, yeah, it's, that's it's it. Really We're hard. there. It's happening. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you got to go. go. I, mean, I mean, there's different, I've been on different kinds of sets and you know, some directors do a really good job of, Allowing exploration from take to take and, and asking really good questions, um, and, and seeing something and, and identifying what they've seen and then asking a question about that and, and then exploring that in additional takes. And they'll do instead of two or three takes, they'll do 10, 12, 15 mm-hmm. takes so that, and they have it scheduled in a way where they're only shooting two to three pages a day. Sure. And then they can do then that. Then you can do that. But we shot five pages a day. Right. Which is not crazy, but it was a little bit crazy for us because I was directing and producing yeah. and everything else. So it's a lot to do that. But, um, just going back to like having worked or why I wanted to work with Charlotte, um, the way that we, first of all, I knew that if she said yes, that she would want to rehearse because we were, we had the same kind of background with, mm-hmm. um, the, the approach and the process. Mm-hmm. And I knew. That, you know, I'd written something and when you write something, your idea of what the character is one thing. Mm-hmm. And I looked into and explored what that might be. But when you have an actor get involved that is really, really good, the ownership that they take on for that character in the role can open up a lot of doors that the writer had no idea mm-hmm. were, were even present. Um, so. I knew I needed somebody that would challenge me mm-hmm. on why, why is this being said? Or if this is, if this is who she is, then this behavior that you have me, that you have written here, like, let's explore that a little bit mm-hmm. because I'm not sure. And I knew that I needed to have as the, the highest quality people working with me because it, I do feel like of the, with the entire project, my strong suits, if I had to like rank them, mm-hmm. I'd say would be, um, I'm, I'm definitely most comfortable as an actor, then maybe second as a director, maybe third as a producer, and last is as a writer. Oh, that's surprising to hear. Yeah, I would have thought it, it was. It, the and other it's way. also kind of crazy. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but no, no. I, I, I thought it was kind of. You know, like, I don't know if the analogy works, but when you're really, really busy, you get a lot of things done. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. almost, and, and you can be really good at all those different things that you tackle versus when you have the whole day to something. So I'm bringing this up because I felt you were so on all of the different um, jobs that because, I don't know, maybe because you were so busy, you needed to prepare, but then... I just felt like it made made you extra present in the on on set. Yeah, yeah. You know, because and 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 I, he was he was, you know, he, you were so engaging as a director because most of the time when you show up on set there's not necessarily direction, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You just kind of do something and then they ask you to do it differently, right? 
<laughs> great. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. so helpful. Yeah. Uh, just try something else. And then, yeah. you know, oh, or I just that. do it louder sh- or faster. Can you, can you make a stronger choice? Yeah. This is, yeah. Um, so, which is good. To, you know, being being told like, oh, this doesn't quite work. Try something else is is sure. is direction. But anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what I'm trying to say is I felt like because you were wearing all these different hats that you brought so much more to the table. Um, and I'm sure your experience of that would be different. Maybe the producing wouldn't probably wasn't that. Yeah. That was probably a bit challenging to also do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. No, it was. I mean, it, having all, wearing all those hats, I don't recommend at all. Um, <laughs> I think there's different combinations that work. Mm-hmm. Writer, director works. Great. Right. You know what I, I mean? agree. Writer, director works. Um, actor producer works. Ooh, you don't I feel agree? Like that's the worst. I think it's the best combination. Ooh, it makes well, me what type screamish. of producer is the question? Right, right? sure. Right. I'm yes. like the scrappy independent. Because yeah, I I mean it depends. Like, but maybe plenty actor, do it. Maybe actor executive producer where like Reese Witherspoon. Where you can, like, think about shed, her. Shed sure, the sure. producer moment in the moment on set. Totally. Um, but yeah. Involved in you know finding money. Putting deals right. together, people, people, yeah. the look, like that, all yeah. of that stuff. Agreeing um, on the look, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's cool. I do. I mean, with the feature that I was in the middle of trying to get made, I was gonna EP that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was EPing that and acting in it. Um, so I think that can work for sure. But I, I don't think that. I mean, there's a big difference between an executive producer and the, the producer. producer of the film. Yes. And being yeah. responsible on the day for the logistics, mm-hmm. the numbers, you know, for putting out fires. Yeah. Doing that job, putting out fires, and at the same time being like, just hold on. Like, I don't know when that deliverable is going to get here for next week, but I've got to jump into the scene. Right. It's Oof. just a terrible. I feel like, especially when you're sort of a considerate person, which you are, like, Cause then it's like, you want to make sure everybody's like on board and engaged and like happy and mm-hmm. fed and you know, all those things they can really easily sure. sort of eat up your actor. Yeah. 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 It can, it can definitely like completely. Yeah. I would not be put you in a, just I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's tough and, but it's something that. Sometimes you have to do. Right. Yeah. If you want no. to do, Especially in these types of projects. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You know, you the, do it. It's with these type of projects and specifically, you know, in the circumstance that we were in in the pandemic, mm-hmm. where limited, limited, but also not just limited in terms of finances and being able to afford things, but also, you know, the space at that time period, um, we couldn't have more than seven people, I think. Yeah, that's another thing. Because yeah. we wanted to try to maintain, I mean, we needed to do, to maintain social distance. Mm-hmm. We all did the COVID tests, you know, the day or two days before. Um, so, you know, we had to really look hard at like who is going to be able to be involved and who we have to say, there's we just can't. no space right. for these other people to get involved because we can't have them here because we have three actors. That's not going to go away. Right. We have a director. That's not going to go away. Well, that's the same person. Yeah. Luckily. Um, luckily, right? Uh, a cinematographer, that's not going to go away. He needs an AC. He needs a gaffer. I need a first right. AD. Like it starts to add up. And when you're in a small space, can you, aff- can you like have a producer or, you know, it just it, totally yeah it's it was tough it was really really tough for sure but, but you made it we made it through. and it's here how yeah. does it feel it feels great um <laughs> uh, no really i mean I, I again i'm i'm really um impressed and inspired to just because these things can be done on various levels and and mm. the way that Vincent <laughs> committed never to living that joke. My, um, my mom is going to either be really excited um, or really no, like, yeah, oh I God, think, why are they keep? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's inspiring, and um, we just got to keep doing these things. Absolutely, I think she does this, a lot of that. yeah, but I think that's a huge part of like you. I'm literally I'm thinking of the title of this podcast, so I'm going to say it now. It's like feel oh. your creativity. You know, like oh, how do yeah. we feel your creativity and like. Go out and actually do it, which you yeah. have done, yeah. you know, and also like challenging yeah. yourself. Yeah, that's been, I mean, I started doing that actually a couple, a week before, after. Uh, what? Uh, a week before, after we shot 
Roy, the I, I after you did your cocktail party. Yeah, I did. I did my first film oh, that wow. I was also like, you know, we had a producer, we had a director, but like, you know, I co-wrote it and right. brought it to life. And, You're involved and so, in the creation, and 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 that was like a big sort of cornerstone for me to do it because I I do see the quality of the work changes when you like kind of bring more more to it, mm-hmm. which is either becoming directly involved with it or having other collaborators that think alike where you can add to whatever the creation is. And it does not, it's not just like here, just do deliver. Go. Yeah. So yeah. For, for me, that kind of opened up a lot in my own way of working mm-hmm. and going forward in the sense of like, okay, I, I guess I just, I, I guess I was lazy to not do it before. But now I'm more and more and more doing it. I don't think she the, was lazy. I yeah, lazy. I don't think she I think was the lazy. Co- but the cocktail party is also fucking a dope little movie. And it premiered at Tribeca for you guys. Yeah. Right? Wow. It was, yeah. Yeah. That's huge. It's huge. It's yeah. so good. It's Speaking really, really of good. film festivals, what's yeah. next for Roy? We got into the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there will be more. There will be more. <laughs> it's been submitted to a lot, but it's very early still. It's yeah. only, I, I feel like most of the festivals that I've submitted to aren't going to get back, um, to me until like December, January, February. Mm-hmm. Some of the, I submitted to one festival. They don't let me know until July of next year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> where are we going to be in July next year? I, I don't know. know. I don't even know where. Anyway. Hopefully alive. The top of the yeah. charts. Whoa. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> the wind down. <laughs> yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah. yeah cheers knock to that. on the wood. Hopefully this is from alive. Ikea though. Yeah. So. Don't knock too hard. Um, wood. That's good. That's yeah, all that matters. Fun. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the festivals, I mean, I think I'm submitted to like 15 or so now, mm-hmm. but every month I'm going to go on and look for what's happening next. The ones that I had on my wish list mm-hmm. aren't even accepting yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, like accepting submissions yet. Time. So. Yeah, so it's still a little ways away. At at this, yeah, I'm ready. I think that that it'll be fun, but at the same time, um, I'm not like a huge fan of just like having my feet in this project that feels like it's so far in the past. Mm -hmm. And the festival run of it, I felt initially was going to be way more um, exciting for me, even this phase of it. Sure. Um, and it's gotten like the one festival that had the opportunity for that we had the opportunity for Roy to get into. It's gotten into. Um, but it's a nice realization, I think, for me to have of like, it's not, I'm more excited about the next thing. Yeah. And yeah. The next you, thing, and, and that's kind of the, that's yeah. the whole kind of thing. It's like, it's not enough to just have had something somewhere or like show at a festival, like, like, well, what's next? You know? Yeah, so. it's exactly. Oh, it's I love what's that. Next. It's like, yeah. That melts, literally melts my heart. Cause I feel exactly yeah. the same. Right? Yeah. Of course. What's next? Yeah. The fun part of it is, is, is creating it. And then once it's created and it's getting out into the world, look, I think that this whole tune could change mm-hmm. if it goes to Sundance and wins. Sure, sure. Like, uh, you know, then I'll look back at this podcast and go, you're an idiot. Cause that was an amazing <laughs> experience, but I don't think so. I think that the peak of the whole experience of having made this prod of this film, um, was making the film Yeah, was on set and in post to a certain extent, post can be a bit, like, uh, this is, I just where's the film? To just yeah. <laughs> happen. Um, no, I, I mean, you know, I was very involved with it and cause I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to, uh, my work. Um, so I, I really want to be involved from the beginning of the editorial process and like be there for all the, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit crazy with that stuff, but I do think that the peak of the experience is, and then maybe it's because I'm also an actor and I like, you know what I mean? Being on set, well, doing it. Yeah. 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 Guys, you guys are so lovely. I'm so excited for both of you and just what's next for this film and what's next for you. Thank you. Please tell us where we can find you, find the film, everything. <laughs> Plug yourself out. I don't know about Roy, where you, you're not going to put it online right now, no? No, right now. No, it's no. top no, no. secret. You have to go to a screening. You do have to go to a screening or a film festival that we're going to be at. 
Which we'll throw the poster. TBD. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do throw the stuff. poster in the end of the Post episode so great. you can see so it. That's yeah. The poster art is great. Uh, where do we see us? Um, um, you personally? Yeah. Oh yeah. me. Okay. Okay. Plug out your Instagram. LA. All right. Where are you so at? I, my Instagram is <laughs> German in LA. Um, I did this when I first moved here. Um, so it's still, I, I am still German so in LA. Yeah, so. and you yes, still you are. are in LA. Um, so so German in LA, I have a couple of films out right now. The Cocktail Party, which we haven't officially like put on the internet sure, yet. Sure, sure. But we will. Uh, we have a distributor to distribute it. And then, oh, nice. And then oh, no, uh, uh, there's another film called Yellow Belt Fury that won short of the week a couple weeks ago. Ooh. That's getting that's already out, right? That's, that's already like, out. Uh, and it's, yeah, they were just cool like film. they just wanted to put it out. Yeah, They're like Love we it. did it. We shot it in May, and they already have it out. It's Love cool. it. It's great. Guys, thank you so much for listening, and a big thank you to Vincent and Charlotte for coming on the podcast and just sharing with us their experience of making this podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to the show. And don't forget to check out our YouTube page as well. Guys, thank you so much. See you next week. (laughs) 